Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 3, Episode 12. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. Welcome back, Welcome Matt. Back, Long time Matt. no talk. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been a day. I I feel like I feel like it was time for me to come back, especially because I was getting a little worried about this this other queer named Kyle possibly replacing me on the show. Wow, <laughs> what's, what's that about? Wow. What's that? Okay. Well, yeah, tell me what. What do you mean? Was going on? You're talking about what? past yeah, tense. Yeah, I mean, what is going on? Like, I think like. I think I need some details about this because I've only just heard about it. Well, recently. you you better tune into uh, previous episodes of Millennial because it's going well. In fact, I'm snapping him dick pics right now. Oh man, are you gonna snap me dick pic- dick pics as well? Because I'm gonna feel left out if you don't. <laughs> you know what my greatest fear is? And by the way, we don't do that. I was kidding, but my greatest uh-huh. fear is because I have my mom on Snapchat is accidentally <laughs> sending her like a dick pic or something. That would be uh, that would be the end of me. See, this is why I don't take those kinds of pictures. You don't do it. There's yeah. no risk. Yeah, I feel I'm like, too paranoid I feel like to your do family it. Family finds out these things anyway. That I send dick pics. Kind of like how your brother found out that we made certain videos. Yes. Oh yeah, that's true. What was your reaction to that? You haven't been on since <laughs> well, that, I don't think. <laughs> well, I I listened to it while I was doing the dishes, and I almost cut myself mm. because, um, I remember these videos. <laughs> You and I were going across the country with uh, Mason, your friend Mason, and there was one morning that we just decided to take a video of us making out. Oh, I don't remember that. Do you still have Matt, it? whose idea no. was this? I think it was Andrew's. I fucking knew it. Oh, please. I think it was. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. No evidence. Fake news. We don't know who it no, was. No, it was. I'm just, honestly, I'm just glad that was the video that he found. Yeah, there was some other stuff. Uh, There's there. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> there was. Yeah, some we can release stuff. some on Patreon, but it. Uh, there was never was a sex fun. tape I... for the record. Uh-huh. No, there was no sex tape. No, mm-hmm. there were all solos. What <laughs> I just heard. What I just heard in my mind was there was a sex tape. There honestly wasn't. There was a sex tape. No, there no. there wasn't. Like Matt just said, there were <laughs> solo videos, but no sex yeah. tape video. I honestly like. When you were talking about how, like, Ryan, or I think Ryan was talking about it himself, that he was, like, very proud of the fact that he could, he was, like, astute, like, he was sleuthing through and finding out things about you. That's what little stuff. brothers like, do. They spy on their yeah, big brothers. It totally made sense. I don't know if you remember this, but, like, the first time that, he, that when you and I had an apartment and your mom and Ryan came to visit us, mm-hmm. uh... I was sitting at home watching TV, and I guess you texted me that you, like you guys were out, and you texted me something saying like, "Hurry, lock our bedroom door. My parents are, or my mom is coming over with us right now." I texted and Matt. I did it to lock, and the I didn't door. see the text. Like it was literally like thirty seconds before you walked in, and then Ryan 
bolts through the living room, barely even says anything, and just goes right into our bedroom to take a look. He's like explore. He was exploring the apartment that he. Yeah, but, but your face, I was I was the mad blood at Matt. Just rushed from your head, Be- your face. You were white as snow, and the whites of your eyes. Okay, were well, just there's there's a little shocked. exaggerating going on here, but I was mad because I asked Matt to lock our bedroom door so that they so that they wouldn't go in and see that there was only one bed. I mean, obviously they could have figured it out, but for me, when I was still in the closet to them in the year 2009 or 10 that was awkward for me so i didn't want them going in there and then so matt allegedly didn't get my text and he didn't lock the door and like you said my brother went within a second of walking up like i understand if you forgot to mention it to me but uh i just think andrew didn't want them to see the vast butt plug collection that you guys had in that room at the time yeah i don't think matt locked that up either (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't that vast like it was still it, it was an early stages. um i saw it that shit was pretty extensive okay more fake news there was no butt plug collection <laughs> matt may have had one but i certainly never used it i mean i had one but andrew I mean, you we, for we sure did have had a couple one. dildos you want to know how i know that you had one because i gave it to you <laughs> yeah but you may have gave it to me but i didn't accept it <laughs> <laughs> I, I held it for a split second and backed away as quickly as possible and scream and screamed and cried. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's stay on track here because we have we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, first mm-hmm. of all, we have a new voicemail line for patrons. This is brand new feature on Millennial. We haven't done this yet before. Um, patrons can uh, hit up Patreon and they'll find the voicemail number there i'm not going to say it in the main show here because it's 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 reserved for our supporters but i will say the number includes the word clap in it gross <laughs> not the <laughs> clap but please as in please clap ah and speaking of telephones you may recall that we used to do something here on the show called surprise bitch we have gotten away from it recently, but we are bringing it back, re- beginning with this episode. We have a new list of numbers. We said, all right, current patrons, sign up again. If you haven't already been called, we will um, we will call you, um, and you better answer now that we have a fresh batch of numbers, because some of those telephone numbers were several years old at this point, and as we experienced mm-hmm. at least once, some of the people in there were no longer patrons, so they were very surprised. <laughs> Super surprise bitch edition. Yeah. I think that was the best part of it, though. <laughs> um. Anyway, Laura, you live in the Atlanta area. There was big news down there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. We're not used to this in this uh, small part of the world, small corner of the country. So last Thursday, uh, just to paint you a mental picture, I'm like driving home. I've already cleared the city, right? I'm like heading out to the suburbs. I get a text message from this friend of mine named Mia, and she's like, dude, this fire though. And I look at it and I go, what? And then I kind of forgot about it. And I get home and my mom's like freaking out because apparently the I-85 overpass that leads into downtown Atlanta fucking collapsed after a fire started underneath it and burned all of the structural elements. And it literally just melted and collapsed. And so they've had to completely shut down the 85 entrance into Atlanta, which for anyone who lives here knows that it's the main artery into the city. So now people are having to find alternate routes to get in, which really sucks. And it's kind of fucking up traffic. But the weird thing about this story is the person that they have arrested 
is reportedly a quote, and I'm not saying this, the news has said this, a, a homeless crackhead who started a fire under the bridge by putting a chair on top of a shopping cart and lighting the chair on fire. And the reason that it took off was because some bright spark in our city planning slash local government decided to store petroleum-based piping and copper wire under the bridge. <laughs> that all caught on fire. So they're saying that I-85 through Atlanta is going to be closed indefinitely. Wow. Which, so how have you been coping? What's yeah. what's it like getting to work right now? Uh, I have to take back roads to get into the city. Oh. That, yeah. So does that's it... The, the fastest way for me to get in is to get off the highway and just take back roads. How how long is your commute now? Did like did it get a lot longer? It it only adds about fifteen minutes to my commute in the morning, but in the afternoon it's a little bit more of a bitch because everybody sort of has the same idea. Right. Too long didn't read. You should just go look up a video of this fucking bridge just on fire. It was insane. And the memes are are incredible. The memes are just amazing. Um, there was one where somebody put like the Hot Wheels like loop track over like the break in the bridge and they were like these are the plans for fixing it um and they like did other things like in atlanta it's very common for them to instead of fixing potholes to put like metal sheets over the holes um so people just photoshopped like a giant metal sheet (laughs) across the bridge and they were like fixed we did it so yeah uh to my fellow like atlians uh this sucks I, I couldn't find a re- uh, the guy's reason for it, but like, why would he? Why would he light a chair on fire on top of a shopping cart? I have no idea. Apparently, they said like, that's that a he. Choice. They said that he had been smoking crack cocaine under the bridge shortly before this happened. If so, it was I don't know. All I know, crumbling infrastructure, homeless crackheads would not be able to do this. <laughs> that was a weird, like German Bernie. Like it I got really my grandfather was. in there somehow. It made me a little nervous, actually. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> My bad. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, miraculously, nobody was hurt, though. Not even any of the first responders. They managed to clear the bridge before it collapsed. Everybody got out from under it. So, yeah, it was very, very lucky. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, that was the most shocking part that mm-hmm. nobody was mm-hmm. hurt or died. I mean, I think the winner out of all of this is going to be Waze. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that too when you said back roads. I was thinking of ways. It's like a, it's like a better Google Maps, but it's not. No, I hate ways, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Because it is user submitted. Like when people, like people can submit that there's a, like a, a road closure or an accident. So I know people who live in like uh, roads that now people take for ways in Los Angeles. And so they just add accidents on their streets so people don't go through their streets anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. But that's not Waze's fault. That's just... No, it's not Waze's fault, but like I just don't trust people to tell me where to go. Mm. Well, I feel like other navigational maps have gotten pretty good about that. Like I used Apple Maps to find my alternate route, and it gave me all of those back roads. Mm. So... I like the Maps app on the phone, the one that's Tom affiliated. Yeah. Apple yeah, Maps. Apple's map. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Apple Maps. Ew, that thing is garbage. No. Really? I, think I Google like Maps it. Maps is garbage compared to. Oh, yeah, my I really God. Think the... You need I to try it. I got one word for you guys. Data. 
Apple Maps is brand new. Google has been at this for years. They have all the correct data when it comes to traffic and, 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 you know, addresses and whatnot. Every time I try to use Apple Maps, it takes me to the wrong location. The traffic info is not as good. Uh, alternate routes. I don't, I don't, it doesn't do that as well. That's not no, been my experience. I, that's not been my experience at all either. Waze is good because you can file police reports. So you, or yes. Google Maps takes me to places that take longer. Oh come than, on! Then Apple Maps. No, oh, I and if you this. if you miss a turn on Google Maps, it's so annoying because the lady's like, "Make a U turn, make a U turn, make a U turn." Like, just shut up! I heard you. At least Siri mm-hmm. gives you like a few seconds between the reminders. Fucking Google just goes in a loop. It's oh, so annoying. that is so not true. You guys are no, insane. it is no, no. It tells you to take a U turn immediately, and then like you miss that it again if you blink or hiccup. No. Oh man, oh, you're all wrong. No wonder both of you are so miserable. It's because you're using bad map applications. Anyway, uh, what else is going on in the I news? I didn't know we were miserable. Oh, speaking <laughs> of misery, um, <laughs> Donald Trump today, uh, Wednesday afternoon, um, removed Steve Bannon from the National Security Council, for, or rather from his post in the National Security Council. Um, so we're just going to mention this quickly. We're not going to dive into it and discuss too much because it looks like there's going to be a lot more unfolding over the course of the next week. Nobody really knows all that much about it at this point. Um, but we do know that Steve Bannon, of course, comes from Breitbart. And a lot of people were very concerned about his post in the NSC because he, you know, presumably has no qualifications to be there, let alone uh, in the White House. But he or is exists. saying... Yeah, he is staying on as an advisor um, to Trump. So I'm going to be very interested to hear what happens. I personally think that Trump is probably going to replace him with somebody equally idiotic, like Jared Kushner, because, uh, you know, they're sending him to Iraq now because he's qualified for that. So he's qualified we'll for everything, apparently. Yeah. Exciting. Well, yeah, when you're married to Ivanka, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. We're about to get into some listener feedback, but first I want to just give a shout out to three listeners who, um, well, one of which I hung out with over the weekend in Orlando, Haley. Um, she was of great help to me in Orlando and she was super fun to hang out with. And it's, it's always weird running into a millennial listener. Look, I didn't run into her. I purposely saw her. Um, but like she knows everything about me and she knows everything that's going on in the show. So like we were talking about Kyle and. I was I was showing her. Oh look, here's my here's my message to Kyle. What do you think? And uh, like we could be complete. Me and my friends could be completely dirty in front of her, and she was totally cool with it because she's so used to it. Um, and also shout out to Justine and Lizette who are friends of Haley's, and they're also listeners of the show. So, what's up, girls? What is the tally now? Roughly how many people that list that you've met? Well, I get I get out. Unlike you two, that's another reason why you're so miserable. And I, mi- I I see a lot of our listeners. I love seeing the people. I'm a man of the people. Oh God, shut up, Bernie. They were they were asking for you, Matt. By the way, is Matt coming back? Is Matt coming back? No, that's not how they talk. Stop asking. I love how masculine you made yourself sound. Because <laughs> I'm fed up with people asking. All right, let's get into some listener feedback. I'll read the first one. This is the airline friends and family edition. So. Uh, people actually came to the defense of United's um, decision about the whole leggings thing. Anonymous said, 
All airlines have policies like the one that was evoked by United, especially Delta, who, as you brought up on the episode, decided to be petty and tweet about Leggings Gate. I know this for a fact because I am on my friend's Delta benefits. Whenever I book a flight through the employee web portal, I am reminded to follow the strict but intentionally vague standards for dress. There is also a link provided to remind passengers to follow the other various rules, which the airline calls Jetiquette. These include guidelines about demeanor and personal grooming, i.e. facial hair, etc. As you may know, U.S.-based airlines cannot force their employees to do truly crazy things like weigh in or adhere to beauty pageant level standards anymore. But Delta, United, Southwest, and all the other airlines are still very serious about their image. In fact, the employee who furnished the buddy passes to the young ladies may have had the privilege revoked or worse. Yeah, so I was very surprised uh, to get these. And then also, I have a, a good friend of mine who is a flight attendant. And he and I went out to lunch last week. And he was like, listen, I gotta say, I disagreed so strongly with the discussion about uh, the dress code for people flying on things like buddy passes and stuff like that. Uh, and he was explaining to me that the way that it works in the airline industry is that when you are given a free pass like that by an employee, the, the employee is sort of responsible for you. So like if you go to the airport and you make a scene at the counter or you're dressed completely inappropriately, the employee can actually be fired based I... on your behavior. I find this all to be utter bullshit. Why why is there a label over the head of heads of these people who get to fly for free? Are they wearing a hat that says I'm flying for free because I know an employee? Or are, are 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 No, is they're it, not. Hey, no, but is an like, airline I, I attendant get it. holding their hand onto the plane? I don't get it. What how do they represent the airline if they're not being identified as somebody who's flying for free? Yeah, but it's it's not it's not so much that. It's that they are they have the buddy pass. Like they are not a consumer, they are a guest. But nobody knows they have the, the buddy pass. No, and therefore knows, they should be God able to wear leggings. Happens. They're responsible for it. So what? You sh- Okay, but like how about I, this yeah, I understand like the like like you should be able to wear whatever's comfortable when you buy an airline ticket. How, how about this then? I uh, people people who work at theme parks when they bring their friend into the park for free, there's no rules about what they can and can't wear. I mean, I I mean, listen. In theory, I would agree with you, but having worked in the service industry for a decade of my life and having had benefits like friends and family discounts. I can attest to how mortifying it can be to give somebody that benefit and then to have them come to your place of employment and act like a jackass. So to a certain extent, I understand where this is coming from. In principle, I still think the idea of banning somebody for wearing leggings is ridiculous, particularly given the fact that the three young ladies were accompanied by another person on a buddy pass who was wearing shorts, which... I'm sorry if leggings are against the policy. Why are shorts okay? Um, so I think the way that the policy was applied in this particular instance is bullshit. But I will walk back some of my comments about the idea of a dress code. Because even though I may not agree with it personally, these airlines are private companies. And if you're flying on them for free, they can tell you to do whatever they want you to do and if you don't like it you don't have to get on the plane Mm -hmm. as much as i I might not agree agree, with it personally i I agree with that laura i do so yeah 
This this is one of the rare instances, by the way, listeners, where you're going to hear me walk back an opinion. <laughs> I just find it interesting, though, that this hasn't been discussed before. Like, this is not an issue that's been brought to the general public. So that that leads me to believe that maybe this was not carried out the way that it should have, like you said earlier. No, it definitely yeah. wasn't because United made the mistake of trying to fight this battle on social media. And that was their fuck up. They should have never done that. When this started getting traction, they should have just left it alone. But instead they tried to defend it. And then the story got spun as United bans women from wearing leggings, even though that really wasn't the story. Right. Or at least it wasn't the narrative. It wasn't the narrative that United wanted pushed around the Internet, but they didn't do anything to stop it. Instead, they just continually tweeted celebrities to fight with them and explained that dress codes are just against their or excuse me, leggings are just against the dress code. So I think that it's a PR nightmare. They could have handled it a lot better than they did. But ultimately, as a private company, even if it's a bullshit rule, they're allowed to do it. Right, and still problematic that they deemed leggings inappropriate to wear. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, as a private company, they can do that. And as a consumer, I can choose not to give their airline any money because I do think it's bullshit. We have one more email, again, anonymous. It says, as a daughter of a former Northwest Airlines employee, I used to fly all the time on a pass. We had to adhere to a dress code because we were, in fact, a representative of the company. The dress code wasn't unreasonable, and we were thankful for the free flight. I don't think it should be an issue to follow a dress code when you're getting a free flight from your company. Although we weren't identified as an employee family, there was still a sense of pride. I don't think the idea of no leggings is a sexist issue in this situation. It's a matter of dressing in a professional manner and adhering to a policy that you agreed to when you got that free flight pass. The same policy also doesn't allow men to wear sweatpants on the flights. In good taste, it is a general term because, realistically, can they list every single band piece of clothing? I didn't know about the sweatpants rule. That's interesting. And I guess... I wear sweatpants t- to airlines all the time. Yeah, but you're not flying on a an employee-free no. pass, so that's different. Um, I still, you know, in, in a culture where leggings are so commonplace, it's not like leggings are something that women just wear to the club. You know what I mean? Like women have been wearing leggings as pants for a very long time now. So it's Mm -hmm. not, they are not, in my opinion, slutty or uh, in bad taste. Mm. Um, I, I think that any article of clothing, depending on how you wear it, can be in bad taste. I have certainly seen people who, wear things in a way that I personally feel is intended to draw attention in a sexual or like otherwise intimate way. Um, I wouldn't say anything to those people because it's really not any of my fucking business, but simply wearing leggings, I personally do not think is inappropriate. I don't either. And I don't think any of us are arguing that. No. In fact, I wore leggings on a flight last week, and I felt great. I was comfortable. I looked great. And no one complained. Out loud. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because you're a man. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Women have it hard. (laughs) All right, Laura, let's uh, discuss some news. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) 
That's going to be a hard <laughs> thank switch. You, thank, yeah, thank you for giving me that awesome transitional note. Um, so I hate to get us started on a really sad note here, but on Tuesday of this week, a chemical attack was perpetrated against civilians in northwestern Syria. 70 people were killed, which included 10 children. Um, so when I say chemical attack, I'm talking about a chemical rocket that was dropped on this town. Um, and they believe that the chemical element that was used was something called sarin gas. I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, um, but it is, you know, obviously illegal because it can cause asphyxiation, death by choking and suffocation, and it also poisons you. Um, and it can cause other things like blindness and um, it can cause like... Um, like mental interferences that can sometimes be permanent. So it can cause all kinds of like permanent brain damage. Um, really, really fucked up. And many activists think that this is, or that this has been perpetrated by President Bashar al-Assad of Syria. Um, he's of course claiming that he had nothing to do with it and that it was rebel forces that did it. Um, because the rebel forces have access to fighter jets and chemical rockets, apparently. Uh, worth noting is that President al-Ashad has been using chemical attacks against his people for many years at this point, so it just definitely wouldn't be surprising if it was him at all. Um, and then, speaking of blame, uh, Trump blamed Obama because, you know, as you do, it has been a day since yeah, he has. So. It, yeah, he he needed he needed to bring Obama back into the fold. So uh, blamed Obama for something that happened under his administration. Mind you, Obama was not perfect on Syria. I will grant that. But uh, I think that now that Trump is in office and he came strolling in with all of these 30 day plans to destroy ISIS, he needs to own this. This is Trump's to own. He needs to. He needs to step up to the plate. He said that he was going to stop this shit in Syria. So what are you going to do about it, Donald? Right. There comes a point. Yeah. Like months I'm very ago. Fucking curious. When you have to stop blaming Obama, child. Yep. But this is also a reminder. This horrible attack, which was so horrific to read about, this is a reminder of why we have a responsibility to welcome in Syrian refugees. Yes. And as well as other countries like our neighbors to the north, it's 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 a good reminder of that. And even Trump said, you know, there may be consequences for what Assad did. I believe he he hinted this morning. So I think yeah. I think I think hopefully this is teaching him something that there's some really messed up shit going on over there. And I don't think it's going to change his stance on refugees. But if he's going to take action against Assad, that's a start. Yeah, it's also, and this will be my last point on this, uh, it's also a reminder of what a bunch of fucklords the Russians are. So the UN, of course, scheduled an emergency security council meeting about this. Um, and lo and behold, guess who's on the security council at the UN? Russia. And any time the security council votes to try and send aid or like some sort of intervention to a region that Russia is invested in. Russia always votes against it. So we have that to look forward to. Um, they will surely vote against anything the UN tries to do 
to help out in this situation. They did the same thing with Sudan because Russia actually had a lot of uh, investment in Sudanese oil fields. So like when the UN was trying to send aid and uh, back up to Darfur when the genocide was happening there, Russia voted against that shit because they didn't want that because the people perpetrating the genocide were the ones giving the Russians the oil. Mm. So yeah, that this is just going to be a giant clusterfuck. And just a, another reminder of how, how many pies Vladimir Putin has his fingers in right now. It's very scary. He is so involved on a very deep level in a number of volatile places in the world. And it's just not good for anybody. So I would just keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on Russia. Because I guarantee you, like, so much fucked up shit is happening in the world. And Russia is one of the common links. (laughs) As it is in all these scandals going on with the Trump administration. Exactly. What I keep coming back to in my head is that old saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. There is so mm-hmm. much fucking smoke between Trump and Russia that there has oh, to yeah. be fire. It's simply impossible for there not to be at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got, I mean, Mike Flynn offering to testify if he'll be given immunity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, even if they even if they take I mean, even if they don't allow him to testify, they just like turn him down like he's already kind of fucked either way for just even like asking for this yeah well i mean anytime somebody asks for immunity they're guilty which is actually a really famous quote that flynn said before the election (laughs) so (laughs) too good well as his lawyer said he has a story to tell and boy we can't hear wait to hear that story oh it's gonna be great Speaking of another fun story, uh, and we'll try to get through this quickly because I definitely don't want to bog people down with too much politics this week, Um, but the Gorsuch nomination for the Supreme Court is imminent, and uh, they, they have now been able to get enough votes to actually secure his confirmation hearing with the Senate. Um, initially it kind of looked like the Democrats were going to waffle on this and go ahead and just give the, the Republicans their SCOTUS victory, but the Dems now have the votes to filibuster, which is pretty exciting. What do you guys think of that? Do you have any initial takeaways? Unless Congress changes the rules on that. Ah, that's a very good point. (laughs) You are correct, Matthew. So as Matt brought up, the Republicans are likely to pursue what's being called the nuclear option and change the Senate rules which would prevent the Democrats from being able to filibuster Supreme Court nominees uh, by only requiring a simple majority vote for Gorsuch to be confirmed. Now, but that can also. Oh, go ahead. No, go go ahead, ahead, Matt. No, no, go ahead. No, you're on a roll. I'm calling you butter from now on. Uh, All right. Uh, So (laughs) as I think Matt was about to bring up, it sounded like you were going there. Uh, This could potentially or actually will bite the Republicans in the ass when they are eventually no longer the ruling party because the same rules will apply to them. Yeah. Well, is it just that they have the ego to think they're going to be the ruling party forever or at least through another Supreme Court contender? Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask, too. Like, I I think I read somewhere that the Democrats were like, okay, so we'll we'll let you have Gorsuch if you don't give us too much shit on the next uh open seat like the next democratic open seat i think that was the attitude initially 
But the Democrats are now vowing to filibuster him. So, um, but of course, uh, Mitch McConnell is threatening to uh, have the super or threatening to have Senate rules changed so that they can't filibuster SCOTUS nominees anymore. Now, what's really scary about that is Gorsuch, to be perfectly honest with you, it's not my first pick, but in terms of conservatives, he's pretty moderate uh, and definitely not the type of like boogeyman nominee that I would expect from a Trump presidency. I think that's the nominee that's coming next. I think they're saving the really fucked up scary one for next time. And their hope is that they can get rid of this, the, the filibuster so that Democrats can't filibuster next time. And I think that the way Democrats are looking at it is, well, they're going to prevent us from filibustering one way or the other. So we might as well just not give Trump an easy win this early on and just filibuster Gorsuch. Well, he's also faced a pretty massive loss recently with the health care bill, too. Yes, so. exactly. Just pile on. Pile on. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on like, do you think the Democrats should be filibustering Gorsuch or do you think that they should be uh, focusing their energies on other things? Oh, man, it's a tough one, Laura. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's not going to work, so I guess they may as well just, just, just focus on other things. Yeah, <laughs> focus I on mean, 2018. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure not going to work, but I think the main thing is about trying to save themselves in 2018, because there are a lot of liberals who are going to be very pissed off if the Democrats take this laying down. Yeah. So, and including myself, I will not vote for a Democrat who votes to confirm, yeah. who votes to confirm Gorsuch. I won't. What else is going on in the news? Oh, my goodness. I think this is the last one I'm leading, and then you guys can... I'll shut up for a while. You can stop hearing my voice. We're um, going to get techie I know, right after this. I know. I'm just, I'm just like the harbinger of bad news. I'm so sorry, guys. So <laughs> this week, loan borrowers learned that not... Student loan borrowers, rather, learned that not only can their loan forgiveness approvals be invalid... But that one of the major loan servicers, Navient, argued in court that it has no obligation to help its customers more easily afford their student loan repayments. So what they meant by that is that they're not legally obligated to help their borrowers find the cheapest, most affordable plan to pay back their loans that they possibly can. Um, So they've been having issues with being sued by customers who are saying like, other loan servicers like FedLoan make it very easy for me to get on things like an income-driven repayment plan, whereas Navient does not. So they went to court and basically said, well, that's not our job. Our job is to take their money, and that's it. And Oh, how the, nice. Yeah, I know. And of course, with, the stu- with student loan debt being the way it is and being so crippling for people in our generation, this is pretty scary stuff particularly the news that the New York Times broke about loan forgiveness approval letters possibly being invalid. It turns out that not only can they be invalid, but if you get approved for a particular kind of um, program that involves loan forgiveness, which is basically any of the income-driven or income-based plans or public service loan forgiveness, that at any time they can turn around and kick you off of it. Why? How is that okay? Uh, Listen, I'm on an income-driven repayment plan. I pay $70 a month on my loans right now. 
And it's great, but I'm also terrified because I'm just, I'm like any day they could, they could write to me and be like, nope, you're going to have to go on the standard plan and pay us hundreds of dollars a month, which I just, I can't afford. Nobody can. Especially when you're thinking of buying a house. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other can of worms that we'll probably have to get into on another episode because that shit is (laughs) fucked up. But anyway... I I wanted to talk about like okay what does this mean for borrowers and like more broadly for the economy and the country right because logically if people are not given reasonable and fair repayment terms what are they going to do they're going to begin defaulting on their loans they're just not going to pay them it's the same exact thing that happened with the housing crisis 10 fucking years ago. It's like we never learn. So if we do this, if we start making it impossible for people to repay their student loans, they're just going to stop paying. And then you're going to end up in a situation where we have the student loan bubble burst. And it's going to fuck the economy. It's going to fuck everyone. And it's not going to matter if you don't have any student loans. Because it's going to somehow fuck you too, just in the same way that the housing crisis did. So I was thinking that given the cost of higher education and just how like unsustainable the way that student loan programs are now, that we could talk maybe just for a minute or so about what some ways are that we could cut down on the kind of debt burden uh, that student loans present without still, uh, you know, while still holding borrowers accountable for repaying their loans. So I had a couple of ideas Um, And you guys can go ahead and throw some in as well. But I was thinking cutting or eliminating entirely interest on federal student loans. I mean, that would be nice. I don't think companies should be profiting off of student loan debt. Yeah. These people just want to get an education. Yeah. And this is this is the federal government, by the way. Right. Like, I mean, the government is collecting. I mean, for me, my loan, my loans are consolidated. And they're accruing like 5.5% interest, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of money. To put it in perspective, when a bank borrows money from the federal government, their interest rates are somewhere around 1% or less. Why am I paying more interest than Bank of America? Give me the same interest rate that Bank of America gets, and that'll be a good start. The greedy people at the top are in control of this country. They don't care about the little person. $27. $27. When when you default on your loans, Mm -hmm. uh, does the government then pay for uh, what's owed to the bank? No. Or do does does the bank get money somewhere else, or what happens? Uh, they'll like with any other kind of uh defaulted debt, you will get turned over to a collection agency. And it will fuck your credit and they will garnish your wages like any other kind of debt. And the thing about student loan debt, it's the only kind of debt that you can't declare bankruptcy on. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's super fucked up. You can you can run up you can run up tens of thousands of dollars on your credit cards and you can declare bankruptcy on that. But you can't declare bankruptcy on your student loans. I feel like this is one of those things that Hillary would have started to get under control. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she you know. She spoke about it quite a bit. Probably. Yeah. Well, she was well, it was her idea to cut um interest rates to at least stop cuz like what's happening is 
it causes your interest to like compound on itself. So you start getting interest on your interest and mm-hmm. it just becomes so impossible to pay back. Like if you, if I truly paid off the entirety of my debt over 25 years, rather than getting any kind of loan forgiveness, I would end up paying something like $50,000 just in interest. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you know whose fault this is. It's Obama. Yeah, of course. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because had Obama written an executive action or a bill that got passed that would raise the rates of all student loans, fucking Donald Trump would have done the exact opposite immediately. (laughs) Would have just... Would have just destroyed that bill off of day one because that's literally all he's doing is just taking a list of everything that Obama has done and he's doing yeah. the opposite. He's just getting rid of it. That's true. So it's his, it's Obama's fault. Like another he way saw this coming. to decrease debt burden. I, this is, this is taking a step back a bit. How about, why don't we lower the cost of tuition? Mm-hmm. Tuition is absurdly expensive and I don't know why. It's it's a very it's a very complicated question. Well, I mean, the thing is, you have like you're going to end up subsidizing education no matter what you do. You're going to either subsidize it in the form of having the state actually subsidize it at the university level before anybody has to take out a ridiculous amount of loans. Um, you're either going to subsidize it in the form of loan forgiveness when people take out a ton of debt that they can't afford to pay back. So one way, like, no matter which way you slice it, you're subsidizing it somehow. And the question is, what is the most efficient, effective, and 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 just morally decent way of doing it? And I'm not, listen, I'm not, I have been called a fake progressive for not being on board with tuition-free college, because I think that's an entirely separate discussion that we can get on another time. Um, but I don't think that free college for everybody is something that's actually completely feasible. I don't have a problem with people paying for college. It just needs to be affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing that I was thinking was that uh, we could not build the fucking wall and just <laughs> instead use that money to just forgive everybody's student loans. Uh, it'd just be a better use of money. That's amazing, though. <laughs> I, uh, the whole wall thing recently. Have you have you heard about like what the stipulations are for it now? Doesn't it have to be pretty? Like they want it to be aesthetically yeah, it pleasing. It has to be has to be aesthetically pleasing on the U.S. On side. the U.S. side. Yeah, that's the funniest part about it. Yeah, it can look the like Mexico shit side. on the Mexico side. <laughs> Who cares what it looks like? It also has to go six feet underground. Mm-hmm. And I forget I forget the height above ground but i'm sure it's and, pretty and high it has to take like it has to require like what six or eight hours of bludgeoning with a with a sledgehammer <laughs> like it has to be that strong to at least withstand about six so to eight hours did, of did donald it. come up with this list like i can just see him in the oval office being like yeah six feet nobody's gonna dig mm-hmm. under six feet and it's like yeah <laughs> i see yes, him they just will. leaning back in his chair with <laughs> his feet on the desk and his arms behind his head just looking up and just like uh yeah uh yeah six feet yeah six feet's good six sounds good that's a nice number yeah it's like that's a a big number it's bigly number (laughs) i like big things (laughs) uh shall we talk about my stories now yes please do take the spotlight off me and and my depressing shit okay sounds good um so 
as a publisher, this this connected with me. Uh, we all we all use the Facebook news feed. It's really how we find out about people, unless unless we actually talk to them in real life, which is a, a very gross idea. Um, Facebook is now testing a second news feed, a separate news feed for your personal stuff. So they're considering the idea of splitting the news feed into two feeds. One would be news. And uh, and other content, uh, articles online, not necessarily news. And then the other would be your personal stuff, like baby photos, uh, who just broke up with who, who just got in a relationship, who, who I don't know, whatever personal shit you read on Facebook. I guess personal status updates. They've been testing this in different parts of the world for the past couple of weeks. They say this new feed, the publisher feed, would include popular articles, videos, and photos customized for each person based on content that might be interesting to them. And if you look at it, it just looks like a very... I kind of like it. it. It's in a its in a new tab at the bottom of Facebook that's in, in, with a... It's got a rocket ship icon. And it looks like you can just tap... Uh, scroll through a very simple list of articles and videos. Now, the reason I find this interesting is that as a publisher... No matter what publisher you are, the New York Times, Hypable, MuggleNet, uh, LauraTFanSite.net, it's oh. hard to ha- get your content noticed uh, because the Facebook newsfeed is very competitive. There's so much shit that needs to appear in there. It's got to balance your personal stuff with the promoted stuff, with the stuff you like. For example, Hypable, we have 120,000 likes on Facebook. That's great. But if I scroll through and see how many people actually saw these individual posts, <laughs> it's a fraction of that. It's maybe 5 to 6,000 people of those 120,000 people. So Facebook is not putting publisher content in front of the people who have liked it, liked the pu- the publisher, and it's it's BS. So I've I've considered this idea before. I think I tweeted about it once. I, I think it's time that Facebook needs to separate the news feed. There's just too much stuff to put in it. So I, I like this idea. I hope they roll it out. And I hope it prioritizes content from the publishers, from the Facebook pages that you hit like on. Because if you hit like on something, you want to get updates from it in theory. So I hope they go forward with this. Do you guys use Facebook's newsfeed pretty pretty regularly? No. No. See, that's <laughs> see that's what I'm I'm on the fence about this whole thing because I pretty much checked out of Facebook because it's gotten so fucking convoluted and I feel like I missed like something that I'm supposed to know how to how to organize or something. Uh I would prefer just not having to see anybody's shared posts on anything. Well, that's I fair. would just like I would like Facebook to be back to what it was originally, and it was about uh, the wall people. Yeah, just like I would like to see someone's pictures. I would like to see like updates on what they're doing with their lives because I don't really give a shit about my friends' political opinions because I already know about well, them. Fine, Matt. Fine, you don't have to follow <laughs> my updates anymore. Okay. Great. I'm so glad you picked up on it. <laughs> I do think um, Facebook has tried to prioritize the personal stuff more. They did say they were trying to do that because people were sharing less. Because it's like, well, if you don't see other people's personal stuff, why should you share your own personal stuff? 
Now, everybody's newsfeed is going to look very, very different. I, I think I see a decent balance of personal and publisher stuff. But yeah, I would love to just look at what my friends have been up to recently. Their check-ins, yeah. their photos, their various statuses, even the links they share. I mean, one of the things that makes Facebook great for publishers is that when people share your link, when a ton of people share your links, that shit goes viral. So Facebook's mm-hmm. still a big player in that regard. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, shit. Never mind. It's, it, there's just no point. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I, I just, I real I, I, I judge people more than I probably should for using Facebook as, like, their news source. Well, because it's just what you do these I, days. I know. And that's, and I'm just, I'm not accepting it. I judge the I don't I don't judge people who actually come across legitimate news articles through Facebook. I judge the people who share memes and treat those like news. Like if you're sharing some shit from Occupy Democrats, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I like that page. Yeah, but it's so, it's it's literally like <laughs> it's kind of like red state report. It's the same shit just the other side. A meme is not news. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless if it's if it's for the party that you affiliate yeah. yourself with, like I don't want to see partisan news feeds. I would like to see something that's unbiased. Well, you got to become friends with more people who are on the right, I guess. No, I think I'm friends with too many people. I think that's it. This <laughs> oh, is friends yeah. with too many people. <laughs> because I, I I have I have all but stopped going onto my notifications button because I just see so and so shared this picture so and so shared this so and so commented so and so updated their status well the updated on status I've already I've already checked out on this person because I've seen eighteen updates from that one person alone. Mm. Well, and let's they may move... have updated something nice. Well, here's some news that we all can stress over obama had put into place a plan to prevent your internet service provider like comcast or verizon etc prevent them from selling your browsing information this was a good idea we don't need our browsing information if i type in meatspin.com and i'm visiting it every day i don't need spectrum formerly time warner cable to know that I'm visiting meatspin.com every day. It's just a, vi- a website I personally enjoy going to. I like watching the dick spin round and round. <laughs> they don't need to know that. But so so Obama said they don't need to know that people like Andrew are visiting Meatspin. So I'm going to ban this from happening. Well, Trump this week signed an executive order. Um, or actually, he signed a repeal of this rule. And it's very worrying. I don't think anybody, even a Trump supporter, could be like, hmm, yeah, I want my ISP to be able to save my browsing history and then sell it to advertisers whoever or whoever else. That sounds like a good idea. For some reason, we don't know why exactly he decided to repeal this, but he did. That said, we're not in imminent danger. Um, a couple of companies have issued statements in light of this news. Uh, for example, Comcast says it has no plans to sell individual web browsing history, while Verizon says it does not sell the personal web browsing history of its customers. Keep in mind, the 
this law that Obama was putting in place never actually went into effect, but it was supposed to in the near future. Now it's not going to go into effect. Now they can sell your browsing history. And, you know, we can applaud Comcast and Verizon for saying, we're not going to sell it. That's great. But on the other hand, it's like, well, yeah, you better say you're not going to sell it. I know a lot of these companies have monopolies in most areas of the country, but that wouldn't be good publicity. Sign up for Verizon. We'll send your browsing history to advertisers like Nike. Oh, man. I think in light of this, we should all pull up our browsing Mm. history and share a few things that companies might see if our browsing history got sold off. Meatspin.com. No, I'm being serious. Pull up your history. (laughs) Well, I don't know. um, Gmail, Wells Fargo, eBay, YouTube. Hypable. I've been working this morning. I don't, I don't yeah. have any. I mean, I definitely go on porn sites. That's for sure. Yeah. Do, do you want me to name my porn sites? No, I'm just I'm looking at mine and I'm <laughs> laughing because I have such a weird combination of things. So like I have like articles about Steve Bannon, student loan <laughs> forgiveness, um, Donald Trump, of course, the Atlanta I-85 collapse and then female ejaculation. Because <laughs> why were you searching female ejaculation? Uh, because you know it's a thing that happens sometimes, and you know you just you read up more on it. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna take a pass on this. <laughs> Matt's like, my shit is just way too, way too adult. It's too adult for I, this explicit. It's too show. adult for me. <laughs> like I'm not liking how this represents me, so. I'm just going to take a pass. Okay. I'm just going to crab walk right out of this. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's BS Pussies. and it's too bad that this is happening. I know. Do you guys have like a VPN service? No, but I want to get one, honestly. I want to yeah, set I, one up. I, I bought one last week. For anyone who doesn't know, a VPN has your internet connection go through a server overseas, mm-hmm. thereby hiding where you are so yes. like your internet connection goes through some place in like i don't know japan so then when you start torrenting porn illegally all the torrenters see all, all the people who are monitoring the torrent see is that somebody from japan is downloading the porn uh now don't vpm slow down your internet connection because it has to go all the way out to for example japan before coming back to you. Every time I've tried to use a VPN, it gets very slow for me. Um, no, because my VPN um, has locations in like Los Angeles. So oh. like, it, yes, you can also choose um, which one you want. But my service uh, finds the fastest connection and it and it doesn't really um, have any effect on my uh, my Internet. Hmm. What's the name of your service? of your vpn provider um it's it's called hide my ass <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah awesome okay i'm gonna get one of those it's h it's hma mm-hmm. hide my ass hide my ass <laughs> all right okay then mm-hmm. all right well we had to mention this story it's kind of taken over the internet this week kendall jenner teamed up with pepsi for an ad that is god awful oh god, my it's, god it is it is amazing I love it so much. It's... So there's like a two, there's a two and a half minute version of this ad. If you haven't seen it, basically, 
it's trying to tell us that Pepsi can bring the world together, can stop protests, can 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 convince cops to let protesters through and march on. Um, there's just a host of problems with it. Not to mention, it's just freaking stupid. Like in the commercial, Kendall Jenner is doing a photo shoot, and she locks eyes with this guy for no apparent reason. And the guy gives like a little nod. She strips the wig off, so now she's blonde. And no, she was blonde, and now she's black haired. Okay, a brunette. And then and then she comes out and like she grabs a Pepsi and is like leading the charge amongst these protesters that are carrying basic ass protesting signs like unity and peace and stuff like that. Nothing actually specific, but it evokes uh, memories of like the Black Lives Matter movement and other big protests. And it's like. Sorry, Pepsi cannot solve the serious issues happening in the world today. Even MLK's daughter, Bernice, chimed in on Twitter. If only daddy would have known about the power of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Bernice it's, King with the win. The worst. Yeah, well, Great that's tweet. the thing. Like, they're literally cashing in on the lives of oppressed people. Exactly. The other weird part, you have to wonder... How did this even get made? You got to think about a major commercial like this. Kendall Jenner, I predict, made over a million dollars. She she is a Jenner slash Kardashian. These people get paid big bucks for anything. This doesn't just include her appearing in the video. It includes her promoting it on her social media. I just looked this morning. Her Instagram has 77 million followers. Jesus. Why? She must have been paid over a million, probably several million dollars for this whole campaign. God knows where it was going to go from here. This video was only the beginning. It was a world, it was a global campaign, by the way. So, so how do they decide, yes, we're going to spend millions of dollars on this campaign, hire Kendall Jenner, Jenner, Jenner. And you know, they, they storyboard these, these ads get pitched. And all along the way, everybody at Pepsi and the ad agency were all like, yeah, this is good. This is worth, this will work. Nobody was like, wait a second. So just a big mistake all around. Pepsi has now canned the ad. At first, they issued a statement being like, hey, what's wrong with this? We're just, you know, we want world peace. And then the following day, they were like, okay, never mind. We just wasted millions and millions of dollars and we're a public embarrassment. Yeah. My God, my favorite part of that commercial was when Kendall Jenner, who does not know, first of all, does not know how to hold a Pepsi can or a Coke can in any way. She's holding it like a Tyrannosaurus Rex hand. <laughs> Um, you sh- yeah, go back and look. Like she is holding it from the top with like she's like, uh, oh, it's so heavy. But she hands it to uh, one of the police guards, and she like gives him the Pepsi, and he drinks it, and it's like, oh, I'm not racist anymore. Yeah, yeah he turns to his cop friend and like smirks, like, like wow, hey, this Pepsi has changed me. Give me a break. You try this. You can see now. After after drinking Pepsi, after drinking Pepsi, you'll no longer see color. you'll see diabetes so as a game today i wanted to play devil's advocate with you two okay i want you to defend the kendall jenner pepsi ad i'm gonna give you 30 seconds to defend it i want you basically you can act if you want like you're you're one of the people at pepsi and you're giving this thing the green light okay okay laura can we put you through the ringer first yeah sure are you timing me yeah, I will. 30 seconds as soon as you start. Speaking in complete defense of this ad, first of all, we have to look at the fact that Kendall Jenner 
is representative of an entire generation. She is diverse. She is Armenian, I believe. And that makes her not completely white, not Whitey McWhite white. So we're good there. Also, you know, the kids like to get out in the streets and protest nowadays. We don't really pay attention to what they're protesting. So I think if we just get people with signs, it'll sell pretty well. And this is just something people can really get around, right? Because this generation loves to get pissed off about stuff. So why not put an ad out there that's going to piss them off? All right, you're you're at 40 seconds there. That's good. <laughs> okay. Good job. Thank you. Good job. That's a good point. We know people online love being pissed off, so maybe they were just doing us a favor so we had something to talk about. Maybe. All right, Matt, you up for it? Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Whenever whenever you're ready, go ahead. All right. As a representative of my generation, I applaud Kettle Jenner, first of all, for using her her talents and her following to try to get a a mass voice and recognition of this cause. I think Pepsi uh, was smart to do this because they um, they share the same feeling that a lot of us, uh, a lot of our generation, is feeling at, at the present time, and they want to send a message saying that we are not alone in all of the the, the hardships that we're being faced right now, and that it. Their refreshing beverage will help sustain our hatred and our our sense of uh, being outcasts. So there you go. Yes. Hatred fueled by cane sugar. <laughs> Got to say, though, as the saying goes, any publicity is what? Good publicity. Yeah. Tell Donald Trump that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's president, so I think all that publicity was good publicity. Yeah, he's president, and you're not. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Quote a wise president. All right, Matt, you have a new game for us? Yes. So I have found a new game for us to play. Um, I wanted to get it in this episode because it's not really going to work in any of the future episodes. And it's because it has to do with the month of March. So this is the first episode since uh, uh, the first episode of April. And I have decided to make a game called the facts of March. It's not the best title, but I mean, the Ides of March, the facts of March, I was trying to do something. Right. I got it. Anyway. Yeah, you got it. Cool. Cool. Great. So uh, what the game is going to be is I'm going to name you three facts that were, uh, three facts, three inventions, three discoveries that were uh, discovered or found in the month of March. And only one of them is false. So you all have to fi- uh, guess which one is the false discovery. Okay. 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 So here comes our first one. A new type of cloud that looks a bit kind of like a rough sea has been officially recognized. It's called Asperitas. This is the next one. Scientists have formulated a new type of pasta that doesn't stick together when dried. Next one. It turns out that it is scientifically possible to make a wine bottle that doesn't drip. So which (laughs) one of these is false? Uh, The third one. I don't believe it's scientifically possible. As somebody who has watched many a wine bottle drip. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go with that one too. All right. Well, you guys are both wrong. It is the pasta. Oh. Fact that is not true. 
Yeah, so they have dis- they have discovered this way of making it almost kind of looks like a skirt, like it curls outwards the the end of the wine bottle. So there's just the wine, and then on the edges it curves outward just a little bit, and that's how it keeps it from spilling. So scientists, you know, your tax dollars at work, guys. Your tax dollars at work. Okay, next one. Spiders eat between. Or sorry, spiders eat around 800 million tons of insects per year. The next one. A man in Tokyo was killed by a coin that dropped from the top of Tokyo Skytree building, proving to be the first recorded death by a free-falling coin. And then the next one. Scientists have finally figured out how to heat up cryogenically frozen tissue. Which one of these is false? The third one. I'm going to say the third one as well. The coin one must be real. I know that's happened before. Mm-hmm. It is actually uh, the coin one that's false. Oh, really? Oh. There has... Yeah, it is, not, it's, it is impossible to die from a falling coin. What? Mm-hmm. There's been no record of any any kind. But, but, I, but, but I know when you, like, you drop a coin from really high, it picks up speed, picks up speed, picks up speed. Mm-hmm. Couldn't the velocity kill you? Nope. It well, doesn't it could, reach a but velocity. It, just hasn't yet. it doesn't. It doesn't reach. No, it can't reach a velocity that will kill you. Okay. Yeah, I, I've I've looked it up. I didn't believe it either. All right, so it is time for the return of surprise, surprise, bitch. Wow, haven't heard wow. that single in a while. Oh my god, I know. Mm. It's beautiful. And how about we just pick the first person in this list? Sure. It's <laughs> not Kyle. Angel. Is okay. No, it, it's, I don't think even Kyle's a patron. Um, Angel, Angel is a longtime listener of the show. We met her at the imprint tour in Seattle. I have some questions for Angel. Like what? I won't say until... Oh. See, I wasn't in Seattle, so I didn't Hi, you reached Angel. Oh. I can't come to the phone oh, right Angel. now. If you can please leave your name and your number, I will get back to you as soon as I can. You're Thank you. fucking Bye. kidding me. Hi, Angel. Angel. It's Millennial. Angel. You literally we... just signed up for this the other day. Yeah, in and fact. And we're calling you. <laughs> in fact, you were the first person to sign up. You promised that you would answer. Yep, we're That's never what... calling again, ever. No, though I will, I I vow we will call you back if, if you send me nude photos of your very hot boyfriend. <laughs> I've been trying to get nudes of her hot boyfriend for weeks now, and she's refusing to hand them over. So Angel, please do so, and then we'll call you back. We love you. We miss seeing you in Seattle. Right, Matt? Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah. Okay. Thanks for screwing up our first surprise <laughs> bitch, bitch segment. No, no, you're no angel. You're perfect. Don't listen to this. Uh, you're perfect if you send me those photos of your hot boyfriend. Okay. Bye. Love you. I don't think the new document's going to help. I think it's just going to keep happening. Well, I mean, how, I mean, how many times do you answer the phone? 
generally when I hear it ring. She's probably at work or something. I mean, we are calling at thir- uh, Thursday at 2 p.m. It's not exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, her boyfriend's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Coming up in After Dark today, we're going to be, <laughs> here's a tease, introducing our new voicemail number. <laughs> we're, all, we're also going to be talking about penis seats. What are penis seats? Well, you'll just have to find yeah, out. Speaking of a tease. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also going to be talking about movie theaters and how more people have actually been attending in recent years, at least over the past two decades. We're going to talk about why that is. Matt mm-hmm. had a bunch of notes here, but I think he's he's wrong. I, I have a different theory for, for why more people are turning out. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, it's not a theory, but yeah, I would like to hear yours. Well, you have fake news. I, I have real facts, at least why I like to go to the movie theater. By the way, on Patreon this week, this this installment of After Dark is going to be available to $2 patrons. It is our first installment of the month, meaning that $2 patrons get that. Uh, those who pledge $5 or more are able to get every episode of After Dark in Hashing It Out. And by the way, Hashing It Out is available this week, too. And this week's install to $2 patrons, in this week's installment, I sell my furniture to Matt. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You are giving me your furniture. Without Elisa here, we don't have a uh, closing song assigner. Who, does anybody want to? Oh, why don't we listen to the Pepsi ad? Ugh. Ugh. It's yeah. just music. Kendall doesn't talk. Let's, let's end on a high note. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. Goodbye, everyone. Woohoo! Pepsi! It's been winning, but the lovers ain't done. Yeah, not on my watch. Yeah, if that took all my rights away. Yeah, if that telling me how to pray. Yeah, if that won't let us demonstrate. Yeah, bro.